It is my belief that humanity left a higher frequency existence many thousands of years ago and descended into a low density 3D matrix. We have been trying to get back to the garden ever since. This return is not as far off as some might think. Sexuality has been one of the most misunderstood and misused energies on the planet. After the fall, ever since patriarchy took root and began dominating our cultural myths and stories, we have witnessed a great imbalance between the sexes. The story of Eve tempting Adam in the Garden of Eden is perhaps the one that underpins our collective reality in the West. This story is about our collective fall from grace into a 3D separation fear control matrix. In the story, the feminine was to blame for our exit from paradise. And as we fell deeper into the polarity of 3D, feminine energies such as love, tenderness, relating, nurturing, intuition, imagination and birthing has been seen as inferior to the more masculine qualities of reason, logic, focus, competition and action. This has happened in almost every culture across the planet. This inferior, superior way of thinking has affected our intimate relationships ever since. Matriarchy, which dominated human cultures for a few thousand years, was far less dangerous, but in terms of our collective evolution, not that much better. Where we are heading, I believe, is a balancing of power within our personal and collective psyche. This balancing within sexual relationships will lead to a new alchemy, one that some have called the sacred marriage. This harmony of power has never happened within our collective memory. This inner marriage is where the masculine and feminine energies learn to work together cooperatively instead of acting like some divorced, bickering couple. This is one aspect of the coming 5D paradigm on the Earth plane. In the 3D matrix, sexual energy has been harvested by low frequency beings that use human energy as food for their survival. Sexual energy is incredibly powerful. It can lift us to wonderful heights or bring us down in nightmarish ways. Porn and sex addiction are signs that our energy fields are being hooked by lower frequency beings. These lower frequency beings have also been involved with many bloodlines for some time. When this happens, sex addiction or sex problems affect our parents or our ancestors. A number of starseeds and lightworkers have a mission here to break such involvement in the bloodline, which means being affected by it before clearing it out. Lower frequency beings hook into the nervous system, the etheric system, the chakra system, in order to siphon off our sexual energy. 
The first step in dealing with this is to realise it's happening. The next step is to look at the material that triggers your emotions and energy field. You will need to find ways to clear any hooks, cords or psychic contracts in your energy field that perpetuates this situation. Soul matrix healing is one method that can assist with this. Where there is frequency control, there is sexual excitement in the lower chakras and little opening or movement in the upper chakras. Love is rarely present with frequency control. There can be a feeling of obsession with the object of desire. When this happens, we cannot see the light of the other. We are only drawn by the physical characteristics. Obsessive thoughts indicate lower frequency in interference. In the 3D matrix, our masculine and feminine energies have been split and set at war with each other. There are many other splits in patriarchy that are coming up for healing at this time of global transition. For instance, various religions have long promoted the notion that the body is inferior to the superior soul. In Christianity, there is the term the sins of the flesh, and the thinking goes, or it used to go, if we punish and hurt the body, then somehow we become more available for spiritual light and revelation. All religions have long sought to control sexual energy, and particular female energy. In times gone by, celibacy was the body-denying path the only way thought to lead to spiritual reward. In a body embracing path, celibacy is an option but not the only one. Embracing and enjoying sexual energy is an equally valid and rewarding path. Tantra, an umbrella term for many paths that seek to unite heart, mind, sex and soul, is a potent force for awakening. When we learn to honour our sexual energy, we can raise it up through the entire chakra system as we make love. Here orgasm is not the goal, rather the goal is divine union. The goddess is returning, and what this means is, in the emerging timeline, we are healing the splits and schisms inside of us. In a world that values doing above being, money above environment and human communities, the personal ego reigns supreme. At a collective level, it seems in this 3D matrix we have been led by beings who are at best disconnected from their heart and soul, and at worst completely insane. At a personal level, the ego is a defense mechanism that helps us cope with the world. The ego comes in different forms. Some of these can be prudish, reserved, shy, critical, or on the other hand, open, daring, rebellious or promiscuous. In a 3D matrix, a 3D world, we need an ego to survive, to cope. When the ego takes over, it feels we have no control over our sex drive. We may fear our primal urge and seek to repress sexual energy. On the other hand, we may dive into being a hedonist and channel it into very many unconscious ways. And this is a big problem across the planet. Someone living their life through the perspective of a wounded ego may feel that getting their sexual needs met at the expense of another is okay. There are a great number of ego games and dynamics that can create great disconnection both internally and externally with another. When the ego is in charge of repressing or wildly expressing our sexual energy, then suffering usually follows close behind. Any spiritual path worth its salt will help you transform your ego from a fearful fortress into a strong temple of light, 
one that can hold and channel more of your authentic being. We can understand a person's consciousness and programming around sex by listening to the kind of language they typically use about men, women, the body, love, sexual attraction and relationships. Language is the way we define reality. Western culture has some very shame-based terms for describing lovemaking and also the body. This is not the case in older and much wiser cultures. In my early 30s I came across the world of Tantra and also the language of Tantra. For instance, the Sanskrit word for vagina is yoni, which means source or origin. This kind of language comes from a culture and religion that honours women as the embodiment of divine female energy. And yoni has many translations that point to the generative power of the Shakti energy. The Sanskrit word for penis is lingam, which points to the generative power of the god Shiva. In the tradition I trained in, lingam was described as a pillar of light. The subject of language, of course, is a vast one, and I'm merely scratching the surface here. One final example of language and sexuality comes from a conversation I had several months ago with a young woman who talked about having relationships with men and women. I said, rather naively, so you are bisexual, and she very beautifully replied, no, I am gender fluid, and I love this term, it made me smile, it was a great lesson in updating my use of language. We all have an ego, one that helps us cope with the 3D matrix, but as the matrix shifts into 4D and 5D, so too our ego needs to shift. One aspect that we need to consider is the shadow. The shadow are energies and behaviours we do not like, identify with, and therefore they are disowned or kept at bay in our consciousness. These are the traits we feel are unattractive, unsafe or just too overwhelming for us to express. We can disown our primal energies such as anger, sexuality or even our creativity or joy. When this happens, we tend to experience certain reflections in our reality. These reflections lead to intense repulsion or attraction. For instance, a responsible rational man who has disowned his emotions is suddenly attracted to a highly emotional creative woman. He is attracted to what he's disowned in himself. Now, as many know, this initial attraction can often later lead to repulsion as he goes deeper into the relationship. In this scenario, the woman may be attracted to the man's rational thinking, which is very different from her own. She may also be attracted to other qualities such as groundedness and the sense of responsibility. But as the relationship deepens, she may reject these qualities, considering him dull or a party pooper. There's another example, a spiritual man who has embraced his feminine side meets a financially savvy businesswoman who feels very at home in the cut and thrust of financial dealings. Both see qualities in the other they are disowned. There's an attraction followed by aversion to these same qualities. If they manage to navigate this zone, they have managed to stand in the intensity of the mirror and they come to accept and embrace rather than reject the beloved reflection. This enables them to take the next step, embracing these qualities within their own being. As you can see, the shadow is a major dynamic between all sexual attraction. In Taoist philosophy, there are two qualities of energy that interact, yin being feminine and yang being masculine. Of course, these energies can also be defined in many other ways, but the thing to note really is that these energies are in a constant dance within an individual and in the universe itself. These are the attracting forces that bring people together. 
There can be a man-woman situation or two of the same gender. The attraction is energetic and not based on the physical plumbing. A masculine woman and feminine man can be attracted to one another and vice versa. The dance of opposites must have two people that are pulled to one another. A masculine man with a weak charge, a weak yang charge, cannot attract a feminine woman with a strong yin charge. He can only attract a woman with a weak yin charge. However, a yin man can learn to enhance his yang energy. He can also learn ways to increase his yin energy. The same is true for a feminine woman. When we feel a harmonious flow inside between yang and yin energies, where both complement the other, then we can attract the same in a partner. You've probably heard people refer to their partner as their other half. There's much truth in such statements. With intimacy, there's a certain dance that typically ha happens. Ideally, there's a dance of connection to check whether you really like or can relate to the other in any meaningful way. This phase can inf include feelings of like or dislike that may change after a few dates. This phase is the prelude to engaging in deeper relationship and eventual physical intimacy. In this zone, some choose with their head rather than the heart, and this causes problems further down the line. When the heart says yes, there's a honeymoon phase. However, some jump too quickly into this phase and do not spend long enough in the getting to know you phase. In the honeymoon phase, we cannot wait to see our beloved again and again. We check our phone for messages, we long to embrace them. And once the connection has been made, our dopamine levels can soar. There can be great elation, which makes the whole world seem brighter and happier. Of course, it's wise not to make any long-term plans during this phase, because when this honeymoon phase ends, the inner critic starts to get involved, the ego gets involved, and the magic of love, of course, begins to dissipate. When the ego is present, we see our partner with new eyes. Often this is where relationships get into deep trouble and only those with a strong heart-soul bond can endure. During this time it's important to connect with what's truly going on inside with yourself and to be really honest. Writing in a journal or speaking with trusted friends can help. This phase is important and if navigated wisely can lead to a deepening and a reignition of love. Relationships are not for life as they once were. Now we may meet someone for a season, a few years or a lifetime. In times gone by it was easier to stay with the same person because of the intensity of societal pressure and because the energies on the planet were not so volatile or changing as they are now at such a rate. Now you may meet someone, have a great connection and outgrow them much quicker than in your parents or grandparents day. Many are on a fast track of spiritual growth. If you're growing at a faster rate than your partner, there will come a time when the frequencies between you will no longer mesh. Sometimes your paths run for a time and then the soul may begin to pull you in a different direction. When the soul calls, relationships can be disrupted, especially if the other is no longer on your same trajectory. It's important to note that staying together for convenience or to avoid pain is not really a good long-term strategy. If a relationship ends, then releasing sexual cords, energy cords, or any conscious or unconscious vows or agreement is an important part of moving on. Where there has been any ritual of binding, such as marriage or hand fasting, then it's important to do an unbinding ritual and creating a new vow of freedom. Whenever possible, and as far as possible, after processing grief or anger, stay as neutral 
and if possible as loving to the other person. The highest frequency of sexual interaction comes with love. When love is missing, lovemaking is reduced to mere fiddling with physical knobs or buttons. When our sexual energy is locked in the genital area, this can lead to great sexual frustration and a desire for instant gratification or release. Needless to say, this does not help deepen sexual intimacy with another. There are many ancient Taoist and Tantric exercises to help raise and expand this energy flow and bring it into a harmonious dance with a sexual partner. These are not secret. Anyone can find them on Google or YouTube. When love is present, then the whole experience shifts into a higher octave. For example, it's like shifting from eating a cheeseburger and chips at McDonald's to dining in the finest of restaurants. Love is the alchemical ingredient that puts the negative ego to sleep. Love, the antidote to a highly critical judgmental mind. When two souls fall in love, this can come from other lifetimes, this experience which adds an extra magical dimension to the connection. Here we enter the zone of soulmates and twin flames, spiritual terms rather than romantic terms. In this time of ascension, we have the potential to meet many spiritual partners or soulmates. From a truly alchemical point of view, a twin flame is the force that emerges between the ego and the higher self as they fall in love with one another. Sexual energy shared between two loving partners is a highly potential force of magical creation. Working consciously with the orgasmic energy of each person can create a great wave of light on the inner planes. This energy, when harnessed and focused, can vastly amplify our manifesting potential on the earth plane. This of course is something that should be entered into with the purest of intentions. One of the greatest sources of suffering on the planet right now is the misuse of sexual energy, especially when a child is conceived unconsciously. When two lovers are vibrating with love, they can call and down a new soul, and this is a great blessing for the incoming soul. This is not the case when physical attraction is the only energy binding the couple together. Then the womb is not a sacred place of love. Worse still, if lovers are under the influence of alcohol or recreational drugs, which could open doors for lower astral energies to get involved. In the coming future, I believe we're opening as a species to become more conscious about our use of sexual energy, especially in terms of procreation. In the future, I believe we will be working with sacred ritual and orgasmic energy consciously to invite in these new children. This will invite very high vibrational souls to the earth plane. I also believe it's possible to refuse an incoming soul if the circumstances are not ideal. When this practice is mastered then we will no longer need artificial contraceptive methods. At its most basic level it involves a conversation between two people to get clear on whether they want a child or not. If both say yes or a clear no, all well and good, the intention is clear. If one is a yes and the other is a no then you are on less stable ground. Forms of relating are more fluid now. Couples are experimenting with all kinds of relationships from committed relationships to polyamory to other forms of connecting. The more honest and transparent our relating, whatever that is, the better. Many are now exploring new ways of sexual connection. 
This is very different from the kind of experimentation that went on in the 60s. Now there is a desire for more equality of power, emotional intelligence, and a greater sense of integrity and transparency, which is not always easy. Self-love is a good place to start. Negate self-criticism. Affirmations always help. Journey your innermost thoughts and desire. Remember that you and your partner are reflections of the divine. If the reflection is not perfect, then work still needs to be done. Never share your body with someone you cannot share your heart with. If you have any goals or expectations around orgasm, then dropping them will help you enter a space that can actually allow you to have more. Remember to tell your partner what you love about them. Do this often. This one thing alone can transform your love life. Create an atmosphere in which sexual intimacy becomes a sacred act. Prepare the body by bathing. Engage the senses. Make love on fresh silky sheets. Light incense. Light candles. Sprinkle rose petals. Find beautiful music to play. Practice climaxing and drawing the energy up into the heart together. When you've mastered this practice, draw the energy up into the third eye. These practices, when you release them with shared intent, will help manifest heaven on earth. Much love, much blessings.